Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the desolate Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Fine. <laughs> no, not fine. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm freaking pissed, Ben. I'm pissed. Oh, really? You're pissed. Why Why could that ever be, Matthew? Oh, maybe it's because last night, for the first time in a long time, I decided to get a good night's sleep. And so I went to bed at a reasonable hour. I went to bed at like 1130 instead of you know way past midnight like is normal. So I went to bed thinking things are good. Maybe we're a little nervous about this Carlo Correa like medical thing, but it'll all get worked out. It'll be fine. And then I wake up in the morning and my whole world has changed. Now, now it's like all of a sudden it's Mitch Haniger and and the Giants. Uh, as as I'm supposed to be excited about that, like oh, so yeah. No, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm pissed. That's 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 how I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I mean, the nice thing is about your story is is that you got to live in a world where Carlos Correa was a giant for a little bit longer. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm feeling the same way. I I am I am I am extremely angry. But but you know what I am, Matthew? That is unique. Is a feeling that I've never felt before about the San Francisco Giants. I have been I have been heartbroken. I have been frustrated. I have been sad. Um, I've even been a little bit scared that they were going to move away when I was a kid. But I've never been embarrassed to be a San Francisco Giants fan. And right now, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm ashamed to tell people that I'm a San Francisco Giants fan because how could anyone be a fan of a front office and an ownership group that is this incompetent. I, you know, it's not like they just whiffed, Matthew. It's, it's, um, it's that they whiffed while looking like complete a-holes who, yeah, idiotic buffoons who take their fan base for granted. And, uh, yeah, I mean, folks, we're going to get into all of this stuff and, uh, and, and, and do all of that. But before we get to that, Matthew, i got a question for you. Oh, okay. On all of your disappointments, where does the, that the San Francisco Giants have bestowed upon you, where does this rank? Where does the Carlos Correa medical issue contract bomb rate on your list. I know this is probably recency bias talking because there have been, as a Giants fan, a lot of disappointment in my life. Uh, you know, if you're as old as I am, I mean, you go back. I mean, you remember 100, 100 Hundred lost seasons and and just you know utter incompetence on the field. Uh, but then there was no hope. It was just you knew that the Giants sucked, and you know it, you just accepted it. So I think that those lows were kind of you know you just rolled with it because that's just how it was. This is this is the hardest cut for me because the expectations were not only high but they were set there by the same people who screwed it up not two months ago 
did they get in front of the microphones and say they were gonna you know spend money and it was gonna be like this great off season and they were there was no free agent outside of their reach and 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 now all we have is Sean Manea and Mitch Haniger. That's it. And Ross Stripling. Oh, thank you, Ross. That makes it so much better. Ross Stripling. And that Sable kid who's, whose first name we really should figure out. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, good answer. Good answer. Um, I, I have, I have, I, yeah. I, I think the most disappointing, I think I already alluded to one of them. The, the, I was ranking this in all of the moments, and I, I think the only moments that I think are worse than how I feel right now about the prospects and the future of the Giants are are when they were about to move to St. Petersburg. And and that that's worse than this. The only other thing in my mind that's worse than this is 1994, which wasn't just the Giants. It was everybody. Well, yeah, but, it was Matt Williams on pace to set the home yeah, run record. It right. Was all and, that taken away because of the strike. Both of those were worse than this. This is like I don't I don't know when or how they pull out of this. And um and 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 I don't I you know, I don't know. Insert joke here, man. We're supposed to be funny. I don't have we been funny yet? <laughs> uh, um I I'm I'm going to laugh just so I don't cry. Okay. Hey, have you ever seen The Life of Brian? No. The, the movie? No. The movie? Okay. Well, at the end of The Life of Brian, you know, there's a, it's, a, it's a Monty Python film, and there's a, you know, it's a bunch of guys who have been crucified. And um, uh, is it The Life of Brian? I don't know. But anyway, they're all crucified, and they're singing, you got to look on the, the, the bright side of life. <laughs> that was funny? <laughs> yes, you got to look yeah, on yeah, the, the bright side bright of life. side of life. Hey. At least we're not Ace fans. Hey, here's the silver lining. Brandon Crawford, who's been offended and hurt by the Giants because they didn't tell him about the Korea signing. Good news. You're still our shortstop. <laughs> he will get to extend his streak. Woohoo! <laughs> anyway, folks, today is Wednesday, December 21st, the winter solstice. Uh, as we record this podcast, uh, the Giants... Um, I, you know, I seemingly, I, this is the worst uh, week that I think they've had since we've started this podcast. Uh, and there's been weeks where they didn't win a single game. And there's weeks been where they got swept by the Dodgers. Um, this is worse than all of that. Um, I, I suppose, you know, I, I don't suppose there's anybody listening to this podcast who doesn't know by now. But, uh, you know, obviously today we're talking about the fact that the Giants lost Carlos Correa. Um, uh, they didn't the lose that- him. It wasn't like they I'm forgot sorry. where he was, or they just That's you know right. they set him down in the wrong place no. and they couldn't remember right. where it is. You're right. This is uh, the Giants spurned Carlos Correa on the basis of his his uh, his physical, his medical physical, and uh, and uh, they ultimately decided not to continue negotiations with him. Um, and, uh, he ended up signing with the Mets the very same day. The man was in San Francisco already, already dressed up in his, in his, I'm looking really good suit to make a good impression on all of us. He was here in San Francisco when the Giants pulled the rug out from underneath him and us and said, we have concerns they reached out to Boris, and apparently uh, they they did leave the door open. I think possibly since Monday to to renegotiate. According to Scott Boris, the Giants never reached back out to him. They simply ghosted him. And Correa, uh, well, Scott Boris, being the excellent agent that he is, looked over at his client. I mean, you know, virtually or symbolically, and said, "Hey, you want to bounce?" And Correa said, yeah, I want to bounce. So they contacted one, uh, well, everybody's favorite owner right now of the New York Mets. Steve, what's his? Steve what's, Cohen? Steve Cohen. Yeah, Steve is first name and whatever. I'm, I, I Mr. think his name, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, it's Mr. Cohen. Moneybags. Yeah. Mr. Moneybags. Uh, and they said, hey, uh, he's available. 
And uh, rumor has it he was in Hawaii and he negotiated this over the telephone. 12 years, $315 million. And boom, by the end of day Tuesday, Carlos Correa is now a New York Met. And uh, for all we know, the San Francisco Giants were, you know, uh, ah, well, ah, we don't know still, because they haven't, don't know a, what they, were doing. they haven't said a damn thing. No, they did. They did say that, that we wish oh, Carlos right. the best. I, I wish I wish <laughs> they them said the best they said HIPAA violation, HIPAA violation. You know, really, our laws, our hands are tied by federal law. We can't say anything. We wish Carlos the best. F you guys, by the way. Um, but anyway, Bob, hit one of us with the question. What are you drinking, Ben? Bob, I'm drinking Coke Zero and bourbon. Uh, what you do is you take some bourbon and you fill your glass to the top with it. And then you take some Coke Zero and you splash it in there for color. And you get you get S-faced, Bob. You get S-faced. Uh, a... Oh, thank, thank you for asking. It's very kind of you. Mmm, uh... that's a tasty cocktail. <laughs> See, Bob Bob. gets it. Bob gets it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking, Matthew? Bob, I I didn't know what to drink. I had a nice cocktail lined up. It's the holidays. It was going to be my last cocktail before Christmas. I was going to, you know, a little this, a little that, a little like, oh, here's what you could do to toast in Santa and screw that. Uh, so I'm, you know, I decided to get a, use a cocktail. It's a well-known cocktail. We may have even done it once before on this on this uh, podcast, but it really accurately describes my mood. I am drinking a dark and stormy, which is basically two ounces of dark rum. Now, to call it a dark and stormy, there's a specific brand you're supposed to use, but I'm not doing that. Screw them, Gosling. okay? Screw you, Goslings. I've got whatever dark rum I had in my cabinet, and I'm calling it a dark and stormy. So the, the two ounces of rum, dark rum, three ounces of ginger beer, ha- half an ounce of lime juice, put it in a tall glass with some ice, and you got a cocktail. And I really didn't feel like overthinking it. And I'm feeling dark and stormy today, Ben, so that's that's what I'm drinking. That is actually a very good cocktail. I, a dark and stormy is an easy go-to. Easy go-to. Good call. Good call. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to, be, it's supposed to be made with Gosling rum to officially be called a, a dark and stormy because they trademarked the name. But you know what? Screw corporate America. Screw millionaires and billionaires. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They want to give money to awful political candidates. Then they get conservative with their money when it comes to uh, some guy's ankle. Like, I, I just... Screw you, billionaires. I know. What good are billionaires if they're not there to throw money around for our entertainment? Like, literally, what good are they? This is how revolutions start right here. This is it. (laughs) Or something. Uh, 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 Yes. Anyway. So, I I guess, Matthew, we're talking about... We're talking about... What are we we talking about today? We're we're, we're talking about not just Carlos Correa. Because it's not just about this... I think, as I have said many, many times, it's it's really about all of the decisions that got the Giants to this offseason and, and why this offseason was make or break. And now that they have failed and completely broken and, and broken it in like a worse way than any of us thought imaginable. Um, you know, I think the question is, is like, what do we do as fans? Like... How should we feel? And I, I think we know how we should feel. We should feel angry. We should feel depressed, right? We should feel um, we should feel taken for granted. We should feel like uh, like we're being used for money. And uh, I, I think that's I think that's how all of you know. I I don't do the Twitter. We all know that. But I've been doing the Twitter because I've kept waiting for the Giants to make a statement, and I knew that was the best place to go look for it. Um, and Giants Nation is really, really in a dark place right now. I don't know that I've ever seen them this dark. And uh, and so I, I think that's really the question, Matthew, is not so much where do the Giants go from here. I think the question is where do Giants fans go from here? What do we do with this? Well, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to say you're going to be a New York Mets fan. At least they've got ownership that knows how to put together a team. Um, so, you know, next week, Mets cocktails. Here we go. 
Uh, and nah. you know, but I, I mean, in all seriousness, has there ever been a off season as bad as this for for any team? And and it might be hyperbole to say yes, but I don't, I don't necessarily think. So. I think there's an argument that this could be the worst off season for any major league team in history. Now you could tell me that like, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates have these off seasons every year. And yes, that's true. You know, the Oakland A's, um, you know, would probably love to have Mitch Hanniger and uh, maybe uh, Sean Manea back. Uh, but, uh, but we're not the Pittsburgh Pirates and we're not the Oakland A's. And yet we keep freaking acting like it. And it's pissing me off. It's pissing me off that we've got an owners and ownership group who, you know, I'm seeing online where they're all like, we thought we had him. We were all excited. Anonymous owners chiming in that they thought they had him and we're all excited about it. Somebody made a decision to pull the plug. And and whoever it was uh, should be freaking ashamed of themselves. Because this is not, you know, sometimes you got to swing big and not be afraid of missing. Okay? You can't operate you can't be great without a little bit of 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 daring without being risky without taking risks and you can't be great if you just want to play it safe all the time and yeah a little bit of an ankle injury that happened what 10 years ago eight years ago is enough to like stop this stop this whole process when you i just i don't even know what the question was sorry like i'm just i'm 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 beside myself this is you know i'm i'm done i I don't even know if i want to be a giants fan right now that's how i feel i i feel like what have they done to make me want to be a giants fan uh and they jerked the fans around all off season for the last two years the last two off seasons they've been jerking us around with you know and and trying to be ride this 107 win team into like giving them legitimacy and i'm tired of it like i don't i you know i defended it i thought it was great i thought well you know shoot they must know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing they don't and i'm tired of it well the question was what do fans do now uh, we rant and, and get drunk ben <laughs> I think, well, I think you answered the question. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of fans um, are, are are that hurt and that's, you know, over-invested at this point and are probably saying, maybe I shouldn't be a fan anymore. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And and I'm not saying, I you know, my fandom runs deep and I'm I'm probably going to lick my wounds and come back from this, but I they will lose fans over this. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, they thought their attendance was crappy last year. I'm not no. buying tickets next year. No. Give me a I reason. Mean, like, well, maybe if they're on pace to win a hundred in like in in August, then like, okay, I'll go see a game. But I don't want to pay out my money right now to see a losing team that doesn't excite me. Sorry, yeah, I'm not well, putting money down on seeing Ross Manea on you know opening weekend. Ross Manea. No, Sean Manea. Ross Stripling. Whatever. Well, same right. dude. It doesn't matter. Same, same contract. Same dude. It doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not paying money to see them. Correct. Yeah, understood. Well, I mean, to answer your question, no, I don't think there's been an off season this disastrous, right? Where where somebody went out there swinging their wallet around and was like, you know, doing the Conor McGregor swagger uh, across the, you know, I'm going to spend all the money, and then and then Steve Cohn from the Mets showed them how that's actually done. Um, you know, it, 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 they 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 said they were the New York Yankees of old. And they acted like the Baltimore Orioles, right? And I think the combination of those two things makes this an utter disaster. I mean, this offseason would have been a disaster if Carlos Correa had originally signed with the Mets. And and it was just, just like the Aaron Judge scenario or the, you know, where, where the Giants were in it, but, but he chose somebody else. The offseason would have been a disaster then. This is 10 times okay. worse. It's 10 times worse because, like, we're still in the same situation, but also we lost out on Rodon and Dansby Swanson because because allegedly Carlos Correa was in the bag, right? Yep. But now those guys disappeared while all of this is playing out, and now none of those people are, are left, so, so you don't even have a shot at those guys. And secondly... The Giants had done a lot of damage to their reputation. How many free agents of the future 
are going to even want to consider the San Francisco Giants. I think they're all going to want to pull an Aaron Judge, who after today's press conference, I am 100% certain never intended to sign with the Giants and clearly was using them to get a better deal out of the Yankees. Based on, on that, that's the only reason anybody's going to ever come talking to the Giants for the foreseeable future, right? And maybe I'm wrong, but the fact of the matter is they put that at risk. This is a tremendous, risky move that they have made. You talk about risk and not wanting to take risk. Well, they've risked ruining their ability to sign top-line free agents, probably for the lifetime of this ownership group. Yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting about this, for, for those of you who don't know and don't play, pay close attention, this ownership group has been actually relatively stable since 1992 when Peter McGowan and Larry Bear and Charles Johnson all put their money together with a bunch of other people to buy the Giants. The Giants are owned by a large group of people. And the, and the ownership, the head of the group kind of moves around. Nobody owns enough to, to, of, of the Giants to, to just dictate the behavior, right? I think Charles Johnson is the largest owner and he owns roughly 26%. At least that's the, the most latest number I could see. So, right. So, so there is no one single person in the Giants ownership group who can just say, this is how the way things are going to be. So that, so the, when we've seen all of these changes and this changes in behavior and they have changed the behavior has really been transfer of control from one of those members of that group to another. I think they've now done so much damage to their reputation that players may not want to deal with this ownership group no matter who's in charge. So it may take the sale of this team for them to redeem that reputation. And God help us if the Giants change ownership. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have said many times in the past when I'm drunk that I am not a big fan of Charles Johnson, and you can all do the math on that. But, like, you know, the... I don't know. There's a, like the richest people in the Bay Area, Matthew, are all effing crazy. I don't think I want one of those people to take over the Giants. So this is just a miserable, miserable place that we put ourselves in. And, and you know, look, some agents, I don't think Scott Boris is actually, bur bur bridges have been burned. Like Scott Boris is always going to get the most money he can. And if that's the way he's going to, he's going to get that from the San Francisco Giants, then he'll do it. I'm not worried about the agents I'm worried about the players, right? Because there was already a little bit of this feel that players didn't want to, you know, baseball players didn't want to be in San Francisco. Um, and, and, and honestly, Matthew, I think maybe that's a little bit why the deal for Correa is a little bit less. Maybe that was the San Francisco tax hmm. that was removed. Maybe. Right? So, so, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, there has to have been something to this injury thing if the Mets got him for 315. Well... I mean, I think to a certain extent, you know, you have a little bit of like, hey, a player's looking to make a deal quick because his big old deal fell apart. You know, you're probably going to be able to, to get a bargain at yeah. that point in time. And, and Secondly, plus, there's, there's not that many other teams out there that are in a position to make that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exa exactly. So so he wasn't he wasn't negotiating from a position of strength. Um, but he also but also like, yeah, people say that players need extra money to play in San Francisco. Maybe it's $3 million a year. Maybe that's what it is. Because that's how the AAV changed, right? It went from 27 to 24. And um, I mean, so and so anyway, like, I, I think that's like, they have done this damage. And, and that is one of the reasons why this off, it was even more disastrous than them not getting the players that they need. But let's not forget that this is five years of incompetence, five years of an inability to build a roster. This team has demonstrated that they can only do one thing well. All they can do is find bargains of players who, ironically, were previously hurt and flipping them for one or for short for for short term contracts and then playing them in a platoon style. They're good at that. But what they've demonstrated is they can't really develop players because their minor leagues is, is still mediocre at best. They can't sign free agents. And because they can't do either of those things really well, they can't trade or they won't trade. Right? They didn't trade Rodon at the trade deadline when they could have. Right. So either they can't or they won't. And so they have no ability to build a roster in any of these three ways. So, like, 
this offseason is an utter disaster because of five years of this. They've demonstrated that they can get rid of payroll. And yeah, they put a fairly, you know, competitive team out there. 81 and 81. Yeah. Competitive. But, you know, it's, it, 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 it's not enough. It's, it's not enough to be consider yourself a world-class, top-tier organization. You're not even the top sports organization in your area. You're probably not even in the top two. I mean, it, it, right now, I mean, the Sharks are kind of floundering, but right now you just think your lucky stars, the A's, are still here because you know you're better than them, and that's about it. So, I mean, so this is an utter disaster, but, it, but you know, and I know I've been rambling on for a while here, but, like, well, I, I think part that really bugs me is, you know, Steve Cohen is the richest uh, owner in, in the Major League Baseball. In 1920, I mean, 1920, 2020, his net worth uh, was $15.9 uh, billion. That was his net worth. Charles Johnson is the fourth most wealthy owner in Major League Baseball. His net worth was five point, uh, was five, five, around $5 billion. And, um, and I just feel like $5.8 billion, I should say. And... So it's not like the man is, you know, going to lose any sleep over, you know, the the type of contract that Carlos Correa just signed. Um, furthermore, and I know that they don't factor this into their yearly operations, and you wouldn't do that. But the San Francisco Giants were bought in nineteen ninety, whatever was it? Did you say ninety two? I said, um, yeah, ninety two for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> that what? That was the cost of the Giants in nineteen ninety two. One hundred million. What? 1990? Okay, okay. you keep talking. I'm going to go do an inflation calculator on $100 million. <laughs> uh, and this is according to an article I read online, so I'm just assuming that's, that's the truth. But, but that's just... And now they're worth uh, like $3.1 billion. And so this ownership group isn't going to be, you know, unemployed or, you know, I should say homeless anytime soon. And, and I just feel... I just want them to make a decision based on, on behalf of the fans for once. You know, and and so this is what frustrates me the most. Wow, how much did you say they're worth now? Three point one billion. Three point one billion. Okay, in today's money, a hundred million is two hundred and twelve million. They've so, done well. yeah. so yeah, that's point two to three point eight. Uh, that is a nineteen times return on your investment after inflation, after accounting for inflation. Um, wow. Hey, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, this is unfathomable, Matthew. I, I don't know that there's any way that anybody can understand what happened or how this happened. Like the, the, you know, uh, Susan Slusser just read an, wrote an article about how Charles Johnson was the big reason why Correa got signed. Well, if Charles Johnson was a big reason why Correa got signed, Charles Johnson is the big reason why Carlos Correa got away. Yeah, he, he doesn't get to play it both ways, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's... no. So at the end of the day, this is Charles Johnson's fault. Charles Johnson lost us Carlos Correa. If he got us Carlos Correa, he lost us Carlos Correa. So this is absolutely on him. But you know what? Maybe the maybe you know like 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 hires like because Farhan Zaidi is a cheap coward. He's a cheap coward, and the San Francisco Giants are cheap cowards. They have not been able to demonstrate anything otherwise. And this is just, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, I think my question at the top of this whole conversation was, what do fans, what do we do now? I mean, I, like, well, you said, you know, yes, they're going to lose some fans. But I think for you and I, Matthew, we know that that's not going to happen for us. Right. And I think for a lot of our listeners, that's not going to happen either. Right. We're, we're lifers. We're lifers. For better or for worse, we're San Francisco Giants fans until we die. And so I, I guess the question, my next question to you is like, what do fans like us do when well, we're stuck with an ownership and a front office that's like this? Well, we could eat our cookie crisp cereal with vodka. That would be a good start. Shout like out to Grant, Grant Brisby on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I feel you, Grant. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, but I mean, there is, and I mentioned it already. Like, I I am not buying tickets to the Giants next year based on this team. 
And, and I know that I'm probably not the only one feeling that way right now. And, you know, I, I think when you start talking about a professional sports team and the product, well, removes professional sports team, a business who wants you to buy a product, right? They, there's research and development and there's, you know, marketing and all of that sort of stuff to tell you why you need this product and how wonderful this product is. And, and it helps if it happens to be a good product. And the Giants don't have that going for them right now. And, and the problem is, is that they've spent the last few years trying to sell us on their process and how they, you know, at some point that we're going to have a great team. And yet that still hasn't happened. And I'm not, I'm no longer excited about the novelty is worn off about finding scrap heaps and turning them into serviceable players. I'm done with that. Like, you know, I, I can't tell you how much time I've spent as a podcaster for the Giants researching someone's split uh, stats to see how they do in a platoon situation. You know, we shouldn't have to do that as fans. We should know who the players are on our team and how they perform will be, uh, you know, especially a team like the Giants. Like, if we're the A's or the Pirates, or they, yeah, okay, you got to, you know, even the Tampa Bay Rays who have done it very well, you know, on a minimal budget. Fine. And if you're that if you're going to be that way then tell us that. Tell us that you know we are just in it to make money for the ownership group and we're going to be as competitive as we can but we're only going to spend x amount of dollars and you can decide whether you want to be excited about that fans. Instead they've gone this long roundabout way of telling us exactly that. And and so yeah, I'm hearing you Giants uh, ownership. I'm hearing you. You you you're not interested in the fans. You're not interested in making us feel good. You're not interested in getting us excited about your team. You just expect us to show up and be fans and spend our dollars because, because we're Giants fans. And of course we will, but I, I hear you. I hear you. You would rather have make a profit than make the fans happy to put a good product out on the team, out on the field. And I'm going to decide maybe to, to d- take my dollars and, and go see a Warriors game or, you know, go see a Niners game. Uh, um, maybe not go see an A's game. I don't think my, my loyal, maybe go see a, an A's Giants game in Oakland. Probably get good seats there. And um, so I've, I'm just done with it. I'm, I'm done with the Giants trying to tell me that they're doing the best for our, our team when clearly they are not. So that's clearly. what the Giants can do. Clearly. I mean, cle- well, that's know, what fans can do. I should that's say. that's yeah. what fans can do. Yeah. I mean, I said this. I said this before all of this debacle happened. Right. I, I said, like, if if they don't do this, if they don't get anybody during the offseason, then I am not going to I'm not going to buy any tickets in the first half of the season. And and then you're going to have to and, and I'm going to demand Farhan's head. And I'm demanding that now. Farhan Zaidi should be fired. I also want Charles Johnson to relinquish control to somebody else in the ownership group. Right. I, I'm just putting that on record. Like I'm like, but, you know, like 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 tens of thousands of other fans. Right. Like just go out on Twitter and you can find a million people saying these things. And I, I said that I would do that, you know, at the beginning of the offseason if they didn't deliver. And they didn't deliver, and so I'm standing by that. But but I agree. Like, you know, don't buy tickets, right? Don't buy tickets until, until they start winning and they prove to you that they can win continuously, right? And, and I think maybe later we should talk about, like, how they could possibly do that, which I don't think that they can. But maybe they can. And, and if they do, then, then fine. But... Also, I'm not buying any merch. I'm not going to buy anything with the Giants logo on it. Right? I'm also not going to buy anything that's advertised on the Giants. Right? This year, the Giants are going to have a logo on their jersey. Did I mention that during the show? No, no. you mentioned that. Yeah, like every every team now can sell a logo on their jersey. You see these in the NBA, right? Like the, the, the Warriors have Rakuten. I don't even know what Rakuten does. Right. So I don't know how effective those those logos are, but whoever puts their logo on the Giants jersey, I'm canceling that whatever it is. If I have it, I'm getting rid of it. And if I don't have it, I'm not going to buy it. Okay, I do this for a lot of social things as well. Right. Like I just kind of like I, I, I vote with my wallet. Right. Because that is actually the most effective way that you can have an impact on any business. 
Well, it's kind just of the, the bedrock them. of capitalism, right? I right, mean... yeah. Like, if you want to make a statement, don't buy them. Don't give them your money. If you're mad at the Giants, don't give them your money. So don't go to their games. Don't buy their merch. But also, don't watch them on TV. Don't watch them on any streaming service. Don't watch them anywhere where your view can be counted because that will factor into their ratings. So good old KNBR, is that what you're saying? KNBR, baby, over the air. Right? They don't know that you're listening on your radio. So, you know, that's another way that you can do it. Right? You can still be part of the team. Right? You can still, you can still, you can still listen and pay attention. Right? And the Giants have great radio broadcasters. Right? You can still pay attention. You can, you can check the box scores every day. Right? Or, or you could do this. You could take a deep breath. You could walk outside. And you could imagine a world where where you weren't obsessed with a, a team of men who hit a little white ball with sticks. Yeah, that sucks. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Maybe you don't pay attention to them every single day. Right? They'll still be there. They'll still be there. Right? And by you not paying attention quite as much, you will be making a statement. I want change. I want a different kind of organization. I either want you to be honest with me and tell me that you're not going to do anything. That you're not willing to do whatever it takes to win. Or I want you to do what you say you're going to do. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I feel like an emotional, like our, our the strings have been pulled this month on, on Giants fans. And I think they just feel like we're going to be there. They're taking it for granted. Um, and I do like your idea of 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 boycotting, you know, uh, businesses that 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 sponsor the Giants, you know, I, and maybe I maybe even I think you put in our show notes, uh, writing to advertisers and telling them that. So you know yeah, what? That's, I am that's writing cr- to my speedy oil change and tune-up guy <laughs> that I am no longer getting my oil changed at his place. That's right. You go into speedy oil change and tune-up, and you tell them. I am not getting my oil changed here because you sponsor the Giants, and I'm mad at them. I, that sounds really stupid and silly, <laughs> and it, it it is kind of silly, and it is kind of a joke. But you also, you know what? That stuff really works. You want to you you want to terrify an entertainment company, and the Giants are an entertainment company. Tell them you're taking away their advertising dollars. That's a really extremely effective way to 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 hurt these guys is to is to you know just contact the advertisers and say hey you know what I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna use you guys because you advertise with the Giants and it is a little weird especially when there's all kinds of other bad companies out there that you could be telling them I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use your thing because you know I don't know you 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 hurt poor people um, but you know what like just because you do that doesn't mean you can't do this too and it really is effective. Go to the advertisers, go to the companies that advertise, A, on the Giants' flagship radio and TV stations, and B, the advertisers that advertise with the Giants directly, and tell them, I'm not using you because you're with the Giants. And as a fan, I'm unhappy with what they're doing. That is the most effective way to make an impact. If you're looking for a way to make an impact, you know what does makes the least amount of impact? Whining about it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, that matters, like, but it matters the least. I'm telling you, contact advertisers, that matters the most. You don't even actually have to do it. You can keep going to speedy oil change. You just tell them that you're not going to. They don't know, right? You call them up on the telephone and you say, hey, I'm not going to use your service anymore. And then you hang up and then you take your car and you go there. Although <laughs> I, 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 I'm an idiot. I take mine to the dealer. Well, you are an idiot. Yeah, well, I just bought an electric car and, and it turns out you don't have to change the oil on those. Good point. Good point. I didn't know you just bought an electric car. That's, congratulations. I did. I did. Yeah, I just got it uh, two days ago. We've been um, a little preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. We have been a little preoccupied. I'm really starting to feel the bourbon now. I actually switched to the Zaymaca Plantation Jamaican rum. This was, um, that is from uh, from Jamaica, but it has the, the Aztecan name. Remember from mm-hmm. a few episodes back, I Matthew? Yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you argued with me? It is really good. The Plantation Jamaican rum, Zaymaca. Highly recommend. Hopefully they're not sponsoring the Giants. They're not even sponsoring us. That's <laughs> true. We I, I will, I will say, folks, as you're avoiding all of the Giants uh, in your protest, 
we don't get paid or are any way affiliated with the San Francisco yeah. Giants. So Well, here's what you could do. You could just take you could have a free summer, right? Where you don't worry about the Giants. You take a load off and just every every Monday or Thursday, whatever day it's going to be, you just you just download Giant cocktails. We'll catch you and up. And we we'll let you know when it's safe to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I think it's going to be a long time, which I, I I don't know where we're at, Matthew. What, where are we? How are we on time? Oh, wow. We, we, we got 20 minutes. We, we got it. We got it. Okay. 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 Look, 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 look. We've ranted a lot. And, and Giants fans, like, we are you. We're all angry. We're all upset. And, and you know what? We're entitled to be. It's okay to be angry and upset. Like, we care strongly about, and I know it's a silly thing to care about a, a game where, where men hit little white balls with sticks, but we do. Right. It's it's a natural human thing to do. Everybody's got a thing. This is our thing. We love this team and we're really angry at the stewards of this team. And it's okay to be angry. And no, we're not being unreasonable when we when we yell and rant about it, because I'm sure you're going to see a little pushback from from people in the media and maybe even some people from the Giants. Oh, why do people got to get so personal about this stuff? Stop lying to me and I won't get personal about it. I'm not getting, you know, well, yeah, I am getting personal. Stop lying to me and I won't get personal about it. I care very much about this team. I've cared about this team longer than Farhan Zaidi has been a part of it. Longer than Charles Johnson's been a part of it. Right? This team has been a part of my life from the very, very since, since as long as I can remember. There are photographs of me wearing a, a green and yellow jacket, but reports cannot confirm that was actually me. <laughs> Okay. Um, but but what I'm saying is is that it, it is perfectly reasonable for us to be angry about it. This is the thing that we choose to be to to care about, and and it is okay for us to be angry about it. And 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 it's okay for us to express this anger, right? And and we're with you, and we feel that. But at the same time, this is what we do. We we love baseball, and we love this baseball team. So Matthew. Let's imagine for a moment that I came across $3.8 billion. No, nay, $7.6 million. And I spent, I spent $3.8 million to acquire the Giants. And I hired you as the head of my baseball operations because I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> but I also have three point, you know, whatever million dollars left. To give to you to be like yes i can i can be steve Cohn. what do you do next matthew what what do we do next you're you're you farhan has head he, he's 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 not really been cut off but you know he's been fired farhan's been fired okay good riddance thank god you know what do you what do you do next where do you go from here yeah i mean you're asking the wrong person i um i mean first but of all i think do. i think well, I mean, first of all, I would do a lot of research on who who I should hire in the place because it wouldn't be me uh, making that decision. I am smart enough, and and I have I you know I'm a I'm an executive uh, uh, in my own right, and I my whole philosophy is to surround myself by really smart people and let them do their job, and, and not people who who get, who who say they're smart. No, people who have a proven track record doing a great job, and. I don't. I'm a little. I'm, I'm a little. Like, there, occasionally, you have to let go of somebody. You know, you have to for for performance issues. And and in my career, that's happened a few times. And and I always like feel because when you hire somebody, you have such high hopes for them. You saw, you saw the potential in them, and you wanted them to succeed. And then ultimately, you come to a decision that that it's not working out that they haven't met your expectations and that you're going to have to move on. And, and I kind of feel that way with Farhan right now because I had such high hopes for him and his, uh, the history that he has and, and the success that he's had in other organizations. And I wanted to believe in the process. And, and at this point I think he's lost me. And so I certainly, um, I, you know, I, I would I would research good baseball people and bring in good baseball people, and that's all you can do. And I feel like the Giants probably did that in earnest with Farhan Zaidi, but it clearly it's not working. 
and as smart as the man is, clearly has a problem with closing deals and making the ultimate decisions of things that could be done. And I'm saying this speculating because they haven't said anything about whose ultimate decision it was, and they probably never will. We'll probably never know if that was an ownership decision, if it was a Zaidi decision. So we can only be left as fans to speculate. And so let's speculate, right? I mean, that's what they're leaving us to do. So I think, you know, Farhan definitely deserves some of the blame for this. And his track record, especially with the Giants, hasn't been great in terms of bringing home uh, big not, big time free agents. And so I, I'm, I'm at the point now. So if I were if you had hired me and I was to bring in, I would certainly go through the process and bring in a good person. But there's that's no guarantee that you're going to have a successful baseball program. What I would do and what seems to have been working really well for the Dodgers and the Mets, some of these things, is to spend money on big time free agents. And I would use your money, Ben, to do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not my money. I'd be like, yeah. well, you know, I, I, I'd say, Ben, if you want to be if you want to win a World Series championship, then we need to spend three hundred and fifty million dollars on this player with all well, of I his invested, words. Yeah, you know? I invested three point eight million billion dollars into the team. I, I expect to get a return on that when I sell the team. I will. Yeah. The, 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 the value of the team is only going to go up. So so any money that I spend is, is probably money that, that I will eventually get back. And I have a lot of money, extra money to spend. That's why I gave myself seven point whatever. So I got a lot of extra money to spend, and, and I will invest that into the team because that is just all investment. But also it's fun. It's fun, right? Steve Cohn right now is having the time of his life. Negotiating deals from Hawaii in his hotel room? Heck yeah, he's having a good time. He's built one of the great lineups that baseball has ever seen. Is as good as the Padres and the Dodgers? Mm, I don't know. But it's pretty awesome. He built it all in one offseason. Okay, he's built it over time, but still. And the guy gets excited about Bobby Bonilla Day. The man's amazing. Maybe I should be a Mets fan. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, that's why I gave you all that money. Uh, folks, I, I, Matthew gave the right answer. I'm going to give you the, the satisfying answer. If I was in charge of all of these things. Well, so first of all, who's, who, whose decision was it? It was, I think we have to blame both Charles Johnson and Farhan Zaidi for this disaster. One of them talked the other into it. And one of them, like Farhan Zaidi, you know, he's not he's not like falling on his sword. He's not saying like, I resign. He's not like saying like, I, I tried to do what's right by the fans and the Giants and ownership, you know, uh, uh, you know, overrode me. So I'm quitting. He's not doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and like in this scenario, like I think that's actually if you did get overridden, that's the best thing to do. Because, like, you're already, you know you're screwed at this point. Like, this team in 2023 has to win. Because if it doesn't, you're screwed. And, and you're never going to get this opportunity again with another organization. This is as high as you're ever going to rise, Farhan. And and it's all downhill from here. So, like, like if, 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 I, if I wanted to play politics, I would fall on my sword right now and say, and, and say like, hey, Charles Johnson screwed me. I thought this was the wrong decision. And uh, But no, I, I think that Charles, right now we can only assume that Farhan Zaidi and Charles Johnson agreed on this decision. That's all we can assume. And so I blame both of them equally. But ultimately the buck stops with Charles Johnson. So Charles Johnson, he's got to go. He's got to go. You, you got to switch to somebody else in Buster. the organization. Yeah. I don't know that Buster wants to because Buster's got all kinds of other things he wants to do in his life. But he's young. You know, Buster, you got a lot of, you, you can change the world later, Buster. Let's let's do what's one more ring, Buster, as an owner. One more ring. Yeah, like let's put it over you. Like, sure, he's part of the group. Make him the leader. Well, yeah, you don't just become an owner and kick back. Like, I mean, that's no, you know, and exactly, exactly. So, so okay, so 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 Johnson's got to go. But yes, if I was like the guy making the calls, like Farhan, done, you're gone. Like, I I love the vibe that you brought. I really like a lot of things that Gabe Kapler has brought. I love the attitude. I love the teaching methodology of his coaching staff. I love how many of those people he's brought in with different perspectives and all of that. But what I also know is none of that made a difference last year. Or if it did make a difference, wow, you guys made Farhan look way better than he is. So either Gabe Kapler is, is mm, he's not really making that much of a difference or Farhan Zaidi really sucks. 
but at the end of the day, like if I'm going to bring in a new baseball of op, base, a new person who's heading up baseball of operations, I tried to hire you. You didn't want it. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to do what you did and research it. But don't get me wrong. That guy who comes in, I'm going to tell him how to do things. And the first thing that I'm going to tell him, I'm going to be a little bit like, uh, you know, what's the, the Cowboys guy's name? Oh, Jerry Jones. Jerry, I'm going to be a little bit more like Jerry. I'm sorry, Giants fans. That's the kind of owner I'm going to be. That's let's face it, fans. That's the kind of owner you want to be. Making all the moves, pulling all the. Yeah, you're the GM. Yeah, like you do it. Like, like that's what I'm going to do. Like, like I'm going to hire lots of smart people. Yes, yes, blah blah blah. I'm going to hire smart people. Yeah, but let's face it. Look, look, the Giants. Like whoever is doing, like whoever is drafting or developing our players, fired. Right? I'm going to put a lot of money into that. Because right now, unfortunately, because Farhan Zaidi and Charles Johnson screwed up so badly our ability to sign and attract free agents, the only way I'm going to build a good team is through drafting and the minor league development. That has to be amazing. All right? I'm going to spend as much money as I can on doing that. I'm going to sign all of the top foreign free agents. I am going to make sure that our our facilities are state-of-the-art. Like, I know that the minor leaguers just got part of the union, but, like, none of that's going to matter because all of my minor leaguers, they're going to have the best of everything. Right? Like, I am going to invest everything that I can into the minor leagues so that we can build and draft the best minor leaguers that we can because, really, unfortunately, that's the best that I can do at this point. But also, I will announce to the world that there's a change in management. You know, I would put up a big, you know, one of those tarpaulin signs. You know, what was there was there used to be a team, a tap plastics. I'm going to get a tap plastics sign out front of Oracle Park. And it's going to say under new management so that all the free agents know <laughs> that. Oh, hey, that Farhan and those Charles Johnson guys, those guys that care about your ankle injury from eight years ago, they're not there anymore. I'm going to talk to this Ben Henry guy and I'm going to get those guys. But at the end of the day, Matthew, like, well, let's face it. I'm feeling my bourbon right now. <laughs> but the, 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 I, I did switch to the Zaymaka, but the bourbon is really what's getting me. The point is, Matthew, I'm going to fire everybody. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna focus on the farm system because unfortunately, because as bad as what our the last front office did is they alienated all the free agents out there. And I'm gonna get down on my hands and knees and I'm going to beg all of the current giants to forgive me, even though I didn't put them in this situation. I'm gonna ask them to forgive me. And say, hey, can you go out there and talk to your other guys, the guys that you see out there, the guys that you know, and let them know that how great of an organization we are? And tell me what I need to do to gain your trust back. Because, Matthew, did you know, like, I... Okay, I mean, this is where I'm going to admit. I listen to other Giants podcasts. I know you're you're always talking about these other podcasts. I listen to Pavlovich and, and Kuiper. Yeah, Giants talk. Fi- a fine, fine podcast. Yeah, fine podcast. I mean, you know, they went a little heavy on the Wendy's talk this morning. Oh, today. yeah. Well, you know, they like their breakfast. And, and yeah. uh, you know, they, they don't drink nearly as much, in my opinion. But. Well, yeah. I mean, that's so so they got to get they, they, they got to get their their. Yeah, they, they got to get it where they can. Right. Yeah. So I listened to them and Pavlovich said that the Giants didn't talk to Crawford at all about the Correa signing. That. That nobody reached out to him and said, hey, we're going to sign Carlos Correa. You, the greatest shortstop who's ever played for the Giants organization in New York or San Francisco. We're replacing you. Nobody ever reached out to him and said that. And, like, Pavlovich alluded to the fact that they haven't, that the Giants players in general have not had much conversation or much communication from the front office at all this offseason. And that the players are just as in dark in the in the dark as we are, and that strikes me as asinine. I, I would get down on my hands and knees, and I would beg those guys for forgiveness on on their their behalf. Like that's the other thing that I would do. Yeah, and I mean it's it's interesting that 
you, you got me thinking about Correa and uh, and and Crawford. Uh, reports are now that he's going to play third base uh, because of Lindor uh, with the Mets. Well, he has to. He has to. Lindor is there. But but it's like that wasn't that courtesy wasn't extended, you know, to to Crawford. I mean, there wasn't any discussion around Crawford. You know, I mean, if Lin, if he's okay with breaking his streak of being a shortstop to sign with the Mets. For 315, why couldn't he have been okay with breaking his streak for 350 with the Giants? And I think that, again, goes to the the leadership of the Giants not giving a crap about things they should give a crap about. You know what, Matthew? I'm a nerd. And 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 I and nerds are people too, but Farhan Zaidi is too much of a nerd in a very stereotypical way. Like he he doesn't he doesn't do people. I, that's the sense that I get from him, like based on this now. And you know what? I don't care at this point. I'm gonna push him in front of the ba- that bus. Like it's very clear the man is not a people person, right? He probably didn't think about Crawford as all at, at all. He was probably like, "Wow, I really thought we had Aaron Judge." What am I going to do now? And so when he went out and got Correa, and he didn't think about Crawford one iota during that push. Yeah. And, and folks, um, just people out there listening, Ben meant metaphorically pushing Farhan Zaidi in front of a bus. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. I would not, never. Not, would not, not really, that. really. Don't just don't want Ben to. You know, I might to... pull a muscle, Matthew. That would be... <laughs> might spill your also, drink. Also, too, you know? also illegal. Exactly. Yeah, there's that little minor detail. Also immoral. Immoral, and we're moral people. Yeah, we would tell Crawford that we were even about to while sign. drunk. I'm a moral person. Yes, and we would tell Crawford that we were going to sign. That's uh, that's somewhere. the thing. What I'm saying, he's probably the first thing, first person I would have gone to. I probably would have gone to him after we lost out on Judge. Like I would have told, I would have probably gone to my front office and I would have been like, okay, look, the Correa stuff, crank it to eleven. But then I would have picked up the phone and I would have called Brandon and I would have said, look, man, this is the next best guy on the list. He plays your position. I want to get him. We need to get him. For the fans, for the team, for the organization. You're the best who ever did it for the Giants. But I need to get this guy. But I want your blessing. Or at least I want you to know. How hard is that phone call to make? I just made it. I just made it, Farhan. Sounded pretty good to me. God, what is the matter with you? How can you not do that? God. How much time we got left now? Well, we're, we are running a little bit on time, and that's probably good because you're drunk off your keister. Uh, but I drank a whole bottle of bourbon, <laughs> and it was it was good stuff too. You had the the high proof bourbon there today. I did. It was. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna name these guys because this was a gift from from my wife. And I think it was a gift for my birthday, and I've kind of savored it. It's Barrel Armida, Armida, I don't, I don't know, uh, Armada. That's Armida. No, Armida. You tell me. How does that? How's that? Uh, I'm going with Armida. Yeah, Armida. Armida, Armida. Yeah, Barrel Armida. And uh, it's finished pear in pear brandy, rum, and Sicilian Amaro casks. And it's 112 proof, folks. And remember, I just put a splash of Coke Zero in that. So, <laughs> But hey, here's the thing. We all needed that. I don't know, Matthew. Like, where do we go from here? Like, like... Well... I mean, it, I guess you can look at it from a... Um, think of it this way. You know when you're driving along the freeway and you see, and things have slowed down a little bit and, and you look over on the other side and you see flashing lights and uh, maybe make out some mangled cars, you know, and, and, and me as I'm driving, like, don't look, don't look, don't be a looky-loo, just keep driving, keep driving, you know, don't be the responsible, the reason why we're slowing down on this side, let's just keep driving. But inevitably, I look. You rubberneck. I do. I do, because I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, that morbid curiosity, and I think that's where we are now with the Giants, 
is just morbid curiosity. How bad are they screwing this up? How bad will you know will our offense be in 2023? I mean that that in itself is pretty interesting. I I might just be the looky loo this year and be like you know like wow that's that, oh geez who you know what would have made this better? Carlos Correa in the middle Carlos of the lineup. Correa. Yeah, and and I feel like we're gonna be saying that a lot next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think? I Actually, I should have said this during my drunken rant, and I'm just now remembering it. This is what I get for not looking at my notes. I'm just looking at your pretty face. Oh, thanks. Call them all up. Elliot, Marco, Luke, Zach, Luke, Grant. Just call them all up. Everybody. Oh, are we going back to let the kids play? <laughs> no, it's... You got to see these kids. Oh, that's right. That's right. Where did I get let the 19, kids play? 1986. You got you got to like kids. these kids, right? Was oh, you got to like these kids. Yeah, that's right. It was 1986. You got to like these kids. That was the game up of 1986, folks. <laughs> it was it was when Robbie Thompson and I think the Thriller was called up yeah, in '86. Yeah, Will Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to like these kids. And folks, those those kids did '87 and '89, which is is really the beginning of. Of everything. Yeah. Right? It, it was the first great, great era since McCovey and Mays. I, I, you know, so so anyway, I, I think I think you call up McRae, you call up Harrison, and I don't think that's enough. I don't think it's enough. I, I think Heliot Ramos, we've already, I've, I've already, de- he's a never will be. You call them all up. You call them all up and let them play. You know, what's, I mean, whatever, whatever. Like, the best the Giants can hope for is the last wild card spot at this point. If you call up all the kids and you let them play, maybe you can trade some of them. Or maybe they break out and, and, and they get into that third wild card spot anyway. And then people like me look like an idiot. And Farhan Zaidi is Conor McGregor strutting through the ring. That's, that's. You know what? That would be the funnest thing. Call them all up. Well, and and if that happens again, you know, in 1985, the Giants went 62 and 100. 62 wins, 100 losses. The next year, in Will Clark's first year uh, as the Giants, they were 80. Yeah, the next year, 86, they were 83 and 79. Mm. It's uh, a little something. It's a yeah, little something. And, and what happened was, in 87? Uh, that was the year that they brought Will Clark, Robbie Thompson, Jose Uribe. Uh, Ooh. You know, you just... Uribe! Yeah, exactly. exactly. And uh, still got it. Still got it. Uh, you know, so... Yeah. Let the kids play, man. Let the kids play. Of course, the, I pitch, mean, the I, pitching with staff was led by a 34-year-old Mike Kruko. Well, you know what? We got Sean Manea, we got Ross Stripling, we got Alex Wood, we got uh, <laughs> Desclafani. We got we got a lot of old dudes who can throw the ball. You know what? And maybe Tommy Lastella will hit a, a home run that matters this year. Maybe in his last year. Well, Wouldn't that be I, ironic? I, we didn't celebrate that. So today's you know this this unexpected move meant that they didn't have to open up a forty uh, a player a spot on the forty man roster, which theoretically means that Tommy Lastella saved his job today for another <laughs> round. Matthew, Matthew, I would like to I would like to name the episode. Like, so, so Matt, as, as those of you who don't know, we, we always like naming the episode is is super important. It really dictates whether or not you people listen to this episode or not. It's a super important thing. Sometimes we screw it up. Sometimes, Sometimes we hit a we home do. run, though. Yeah, yeah. Karen's Karen's tequila. That was that was not very good. <laughs> no, we have all these great downloads for every other episode, and then Karen's man just like nobody mm. wanted to hear about Karen's tequila. That was a good episode. It was it was decent, but but anyway, Matthew, what I'm saying, maybe like I always think like fire everybody, fire Farhan, fire Charles Johnson. These are all fine titles, but you know maybe like. You know, I thought let the kid I, let the kids play. Okay, or you gotta like these kids. Or how about how about the Giants don't have a big enough Johnson? <laughs> oh my goodness, small Johnson. See, these are the things that we 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 come up with when we're at the end of the episode and we've had our cocktails, folks. Uh, sometimes the the ideas. I really like the title, Small Johnson. Uh, all right. Well, it, stay tuned, folks. So you guys will know actually by the time you listen to this what we what we decided, um, whether 
cooler heads will prevail or you guys clicked on a link called small johnson well you know like now we don't have to actually call it small johnson now that we told you in the episode but i'm really tempted that sounds really good small johnson (laughs) oh all right i think we've rambled on enough what else was there to do, Matthew? Yeah. Like, I don't apologize know. for like, the lack of. Uh, no, I don't think we want to apologize. This. Giants fans, we're where you are. We're lost. We have no idea where to go from here. We don't know what to do. Yeah, because you know, and just one last thing, I would like for the Giants to get their act together, if nothing else, because I keep writing show notes that we never use. Okay, like it's. It really would be helpful. I just wrote a whole thing on our positions by group and who was there and who's slated to play where. And it all centered around a guy named Carlos Correa. And now I've removed him and there's a spot. What do you know for Tommy LaStella? So <laughs> maybe that's what we should call the episode. Tommy LaStella's Giants. <laughs> Tommy LaStella saves his job. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, folks, you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, you know, at Giant Cocktails. Sounds like Twitter might be getting a little mes- less musky in, in the near future, so let's let's hope that happens. Whatever. He and... still owns it. <laughs> Just like Charles Johnson still owns 20%, 26% of the Giants. Yeah, good point, good point. All right, well, but anyway. You know what? L- Larry still owns some of it. He does. Larry, save us. <laughs> oh. All right, well... Uh, I assume we'll be back next week. I think you're traveling, so we will. Figure. I am. I am traveling. I, I don't know that I'll be able to record Wednesday. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Tuesday. And maybe you and I should not talk about this on the show. Oh, that's probably true. All right. Well, uh, listeners, we'll be back at some point next week, or maybe the week after. But until then, Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Happy holidays, those who are celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah to you, and um. Till? Festivus, Kwanzaa. Yes, oh, Festivus. Sun- Winter solstice. We just today. We just had today. our airing of grievances, so you know we oh. might we could have it could have been a really classic festival. We did episode. have our airing of grievances. It's a big part of Festivus. That is true. Um, or if you don't celebrate any holidays at all, we still like you. Tell your friends about us. Yeah, we're not this drunk all the time. But you know, sometimes, sometimes certain things. The Giants aren't this awful all the time. Right. Like, like, you know, Grant Grant put vodka in his, in his uh, cookie crisp. Crispy crisp. I'm I'm gonna I'm going down to try that right now. Actually, I I don't I don't have cookie crisp, but I think I have Lucky Charms. So, uh, what either one will be. Well, we'll try. All that. I got is Honey Nut Cheerios. I, that could work. Rum with Honey Nut Cheerios, I think, would be a good a good balance there. Rum with rum is good. I've got a lot of rum. You do have a lot of rum. Anyway, yeah, because all right. I've, been, I've been making tiki cocktails. Hey, Kuiper said tiki torches today on his show. I think we're getting we're getting into his head. Anyway, right. until until next time. Cheers, then. Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails podcast. Until then. Bottoms up.